Hey guys, okay, this is a break from what I normally talk about on my podcast, but I did used to talk about relationships a lot and I kind of veered off of that to true crime because my real life was just getting really, really crazy. But y'all, I'm doing this very ghetto thing called dating again and I don't really like it. Like, it's very ghetto. Like, I'm just gonna... I want my parents to arrange my marriage because at this point, is it too late to check into arranged marriage? Because some of the men out there are crazy. And I imagine there's women out there that's crazy too, but I can only speak from the perspective of dating men, which is, y'all, child, it's the ghetto. Um, And the reason why is what I want to talk about, but also this is a podcast to my future husband because... I kind of want to get some things off my chest. So let's get into it. So there's an alarming trend in dating and it's very toxic because it pits men against women. Um, And it is this glaring look into how people were raised. Um, And it's not good. I don't know who's raising these 2021 men. Um, and I really don't, I don't, I really don't care. Um, I can say this, a lot of people were probably dropped on their heads as children and it might, you might laugh at this part, but I'm really not trying to be funny because serial killers and there's a correlation or there has been a correlation or a link or a study that found that people who have been dropped on their head can turn out to be uh, serial killers. And there's like a a little bit of a suggestion that maybe people who have been dropped on their heads can turn out to be serial killers. Now, there are other factors that are involved that kind of make that perfect combination. Um, But also, I think that there's a lot of, it was a lot of people that were teenagers that were giving birth to these children and they just didn't raise them right. Or, man, I remember a man told me his grandmother told him that if he don't have sex with his wife before he get married, that that's stupid for him. And y'all, he's whoever came up with this logic. It it can't be crack. It can't. Well, let's just say this. Maybe it's that 80s crack that they were smoking Um, because the things that has come out of this 2021 dating has been very, very ghetto, and I don't like it, and it's a disturbing trend, and it's also very dangerous, so I was talking to this guy, and he claimed he was into me, y'all, he was, like, doing all this stuff, so I'm like, okay, let me give it a chance, you know, don't be closed-minded, minute I get on the phone with him, he's going off about how, because right when I called him, someone asked me a question, and I answered that question. So he's going off. I wanted, you know, your undivided attention. Red flag number one. Okay. Now we only talked maybe 25 minutes. Because, and the reason why I stayed on the phone with him for 25 minutes is because I like debate. Like I like good healthy debate, but I don't like you to just over talk me. Um, and he was on some real dope if he thought I was going to continue that conversation after how he was acting because he was acting like a crazy person. He told me stuff like, yeah, hi, my identity. And I'm like, OK, why is it crime? And before I could explain that I was 
I was a true crime buff, he goes to overtalk me and mansplain why I said what I said and putting words in my mouth. Things that I never said or would have even conceived of thinking or saying. And I'm like, no, I didn't say that because I know what comes out of my mouth because I'm not a, a brumbling idiot. And so he begins to overtalk me and talk down to me and talk disrespectfully to me. And this is not the first time a man has ever done that and assumed that we would continue our conversation. I cut him off. I blocked him while we were still talking. And I hung up the phone when he started to overtalk me again. And I told him, don't overtalk me. He proceeded to do it again. So I just hung up the phone and I blocked him. Now, I don't know why or what, what's going on with Apple, but it sure sent his calls and his texts through um, to my iMessage. So I got to definitely have that checked out. But um, yeah, this man was crazy. And he's not the first man to do that. I was talking to this guy and he was the same way. He would always try to put words in my mouth and pretty much all of his it was just very controlling. And he tried to just like control me with by over talking me. And he was what everyone would consider a nice guy. But you know what? That nice guy mantra is just some BS for, you know, I'm a simp and not in a good way. Like you're a simp that, you know, you're going to try to manipulate a woman by your niceties, but it's not coming from a real and genuine place. So the disturbing trend in dating is that the things that are not psychologically okay with you have to be tolerated because after all, the people in the dating market are just so desperate because we watch these movies and we buy into this crazy narrative that we have to be married for us to be valid. And that is so far from the truth. Um, God can do mighty, mighty works through just one person, a single person. He doesn't have to, um, he doesn't, you don't have to be married. Anna and Simeon were in the temple praying for the birth of Christ and Anna was a virgin. Like her husband had died from, you know, from her youth and she just never remarried. So when I say what I say about you being valid and still being very important, she prayed for the birth of Christ. Her prayers ushered in Christ coming to the earth. So a single person, Paul, Paul wrote most of the New Testament, what we know as the New Testament. And he was single. He was never married. So I I think in this toxic circle that the church exists in, this toxic sphere, the only time you can do ministry is when you are married. And that is so far from the truth that it's not even Um, It's not even funny. So I think that the pressure for marriage comes from, it comes from people around us telling us that our ministry is only valid if we're married or our ministry is only meaningful if we have somebody who wanted to be romantically involved with us. But that's, I call BS on that because I see a lot of these marriages that come out of this, like this mindset and they are not good. There's some kind of abuse involved, whether it's verbally, whether it's financially, whether it's manipulation. There's some things in those relationships that make them. And I'm not saying that relationships are without their problems, like your marriage has to be perfect because I'm not looking for perfection. 
in a person. I already have that in my God. I don't need that in a person because that person is not my God. And our, our confusion comes in when we start to, on the other end, expect perfection. So I'm not saying I expect perfection, but I do expect a healthy relationship. I expect to be able to talk to you and you not talk over me, for you to not gaslight me, for you to not sit here and cheat on me and make me think that because there was no physical act done that you were not emotionally cheating on me. I've seen men who emotionally cheat on their wives that commit emotional adultery. I have known a man who tried to involve me in emotional adultery uh, because he liked me Um, I think for my intellect and because, you know, I mean, I'm not hard on your eyes at all, but he, he was very disgusting to me because even though there was no physical act there, he tried to, um, engage me in a way that I felt was very, very, uh, inappropriate for someone who was married. And I, I could say this because I have a lot of guy friends and not everything is flirting, but I know flirting. And I know what's not flirting. I know what's harmless. Like, okay, you know, he's just saying this because he's your friend. You know, there's certain things your friends can say to you. And you're like, oh my gosh, you know, that's so, that's so profound or that's so great or thank you for that. And then there's things that it's just inappropriate. Like, okay, that's not something you should be saying with a wife. So I know the difference. I'm not one of those women who, you know, I don't understand when someone's flirting. I definitely understand flirting and I understand friendliness because I'm very friendly. So a lot of times the things I say and do is mistaken as I want you more than just a friend. Um, So I definitely, I'm saying that all all of that to put in perspective, I know the difference between flirting and and playfulness, flirting and friendliness. Um, and it was flirting. It was full on flirting and it was disgusting. And most of the guys that were around him in the ministry just gave me this disgusting, icky feeling. And he's married. <laughs> he is married. He is kids into this, you know, and I'm disgusted because I know that spirit doesn't just, because you turn them down or you cut them off, they don't just stop. They continue to find a host for that. So there's somebody that's supporting that. And, um, I don't want that. Like, that's not what I'm looking forward to. When I think about marriage, I'm not looking forward to having to deal with my man betraying me in that way because he didn't heal. And he just hopped up in a relationship with me because he was like, oh, she didn't want to lock her down. This man, he literally thought that I was going to engage with him. And and I know why, because women to tolerate some stuff. And I guess he figured, oh, since I got her number, like I can't block you. I, I guess he figured like, oh, since I have her number and I know her name, I can go ahead and, you know, I can, she must be feeling me so much that she won't tell me to go to hell where I can go to. <laughs> and I I gotta say, do better. If you're that person, if you know you're unhealthy in some way, and he he was talking crazy, like he was laughing for no reason. When I was asking him questions about why he did some weirdo stuff, he was like laughing, and I'm like, something really is mentally off with you. And I don't think it's just me. At first, I thought it was just me, and it was just upsetting because I'm like, man, I'm out here. I put myself out here, and 
you know, these guys are crazy. But then I realized it's not just me that are meeting these crazy guys. And the crazy part is some of them are so fine, but they are so crazy. They are so crazy. And I just, the this message is also to my, my future spouse. And it is to say, come and get me, bae, because I'm tired. These dating streets is ghetto. And I don't want no parts of what these men are offering. Seriously, you must be praying that God don't send nobody good good my way because that prayer is working. It's effective. And I'm so mad. Like these men are out here are just like the bruised apples that they got from the back when all their other good stock is gone. And I don't want them. I don't want them because... They have these, they have, they have issues. I don't want a broken man. I don't want a man that's messed up. I don't want a man who's still thinking about his ex. I don't want a man who is not emotionally stable, who does not love God. I know exactly what I want. And the problem when you're dating with what you want, because he was like, yeah, good luck. When I was telling him what I wanted in a guy and I was like, yeah, I know. And if and I don't care how long it takes me to find that, I'm not settling. I don't care if I'm 90 years old and I have a newborn baby on my hip. I don't care. If I have to believe God for that, then that's what I want. But I'm not going to have a child with someone just for the sake of saying, oh, you know, I have a child. And after turning 36, like, and a lot of guys, they can't even believe it because I still look young because God is preserving my youth. And I, I, I get it. Like, <laughs> young men be seeing me all the time. 25 year olds stay in my DMs. Like they, and I don't know why that age, but those guys in those in their 20s are, (laughs) they stay in my DMs. They live in my DMs. Like I cannot, (laughs) my DMs are full. That my DMs are full, y'all. Like I don't even like going on social media no more because guys be really flirting. And they stay in my DMs, but (laughs) I just, I'm not interested in marrying someone who, for one, scamming. I've had guys who, you know, have full-blown scammed. And then, like this one guy, he was from Ghana, and he was attractive, but he was younger than me, and then he was scamming. And I told him one time, I was like, if you're just looking for a green card, I'm not interested in that. Like, I'm just tell me that. Tell me, oh, I just want to marry you for a green card. Because that's my decision if I choose to do that or not. And I'm not saying every guy from a foreign country is on that. This, this is what this one particular guy in particular who knows who he is was on. Then he lied to one of my so-called friends and told her that it was never like that when I had the text receipts. And I was like, you were there with me while I was on the phone with him and you heard how he was planning our future and all of this stuff. I said, so you, but I was playing him out to the last. I said, so you knew this and you not really a friend anyways. I was like, that's already a strike against you. So she was just, he, That so-called friend was just a mess. But also, I think the more troubling thing is that he 
he knows that women will still believe anything a man says. So he was just lying to me and lying to her. She was stupid enough to fall for what he was saying because she wanted to believe that. She wanted to believe that he was genuinely interested in her and not me because she was competitive with me. But I was not going for it. It wasn't going with me. I was like, you know, cut, cut the bull. Like, I know you're talking to her and you're trying to talk to me too. And you on some crazy nut stuff. Like, this is the ghetto. Like, the ghetto. No, I don't want no parts of this. So, basically, to my future, uh, to my future spouse, I want you to know that I'm waiting for you and I'm healing and I'm going through um, this dating scene and I'm just, it's just preparing me uh, for when I don't have to deal with this foolishness, when I don't have to deal with it at all. And I've tried the no dating thing, but it was just so I could have a break from the craziness. And I'm just like, it's scary because it's almost like, you know, you're not promised a spouse. You're not, God doesn't promise us spouses. He doesn't. Um, that's the crazy part. You're not guaranteed that if you date, that increases your chance. But then even beyond that, though, you have to believe God that he will send someone. Um, and that's even if he doesn't send someone, you have to be in the right position to wait on him. And I'm telling you, it's been some craziness. And I've seen other people's relationships and no shade to them, but I just want, I want a healthy relationship. I don't want to have to deal with abuse, whether it's verbally, uh, spiritually, emotionally, physically, sexually. I don't want to deal with abuse, period. I'm not. I refuse to tolerate it. That's majorly, like, that's dead, that relationship immediately. But you know, even the, there is more subtle ways that a person can be abusive. Like that guy who was over talking me, that was just a sign that he is just a person who does not respect anything that comes out of my mouth. So if I would have, uh, if I would have stayed talking to him and thought that mess was cute, or if I had been a little bit stupider, that I would have been with somebody who was a full blown psycho. He's a psycho. Like, he was talking really, really crazy. And the crazy part is he has children. So it's like, what, are you not getting your mental illness treat, treated? And if you were over, and he has daughters. So, like, that mental illness is going untreated. And not only is the mental illness going untreated, it's like you're raising women that you don't, res- and women you don't respect. Because... I mean, I refuse to believe that you're just not giving me respect when they're underage and they can't sp- stand up to you because you're they're your dad. What type of abusive environment are you creating and cultivating in them? Like, I'm just sickened. Um, and I think that people really need to heal emotionally first before they get married. I'm tired of seeing these perfect Instagram couples and knowing the backstory and knowing what's really going on between them and seeing them fight or seeing them argue or be passive aggressive or their husband being too flirty or the wife. I'm tired of seeing this because and see in the future, I'm going to just start putting y'all business out because it's very dangerous of a narrative for single people to see this and not really know the backstory about what's really going on. But you playing on the gram like everything is good 
and then they compare their lives to you. It's not just their fault. If you were not lying, and that's essentially what that is doing. It's like lying about your relationship so other people can call you guys goals. In reality, you hate the hell out of each other. Like you literally cannot stand each other. And you're you're in the name of being a Christian couple or you know, you're supposed to be the standard and everybody's looking to you and your relationship. Y'all better start telling these people the truth because y'all know y'all hate each other. Y'all know y'all commit adultery because Jesus, not, not, this is not just like a theologian who wrote part of the Bible. This is Jesus himself who says that if you look at another woman to lust after her, you've already committed adultery in your heart. That's something that (laughs) you're not going to be able to shake when you have to stand before God in judgment. And I honestly not saying it's not a judgment to you to say that you're, oh, I'm just judging you to see if you're, um, or if you're adultery, that's not not my business, but my problem with it is the false narrative that's spread when you guys act like you're in a perfect relationship, when you know in your heart, you hate each other and then you perpetrate on social media so that other people will think of you as goals and live, try to live up to this impossible standard. That's not even true. I think that's my biggest issue with it. And that's why I don't, I don't ship any Christian relationships. I don't follow any dating relationships, uh, pages from Christians. I don't follow godly dating tips and things like that. I don't follow that stuff because for one, a lot of them hold beliefs that, you know, once you get with that person, then your life is complete and it's sealed. I think the sign of a successful person is how well they do with friendships and with their family and how well they hold that down. I think the most stable relationships I've seen, and I've seen a lot of relationships, have been the ones where people's whole identity wasn't their spouse. And by that, I mean, not, I don't mean that you're, that you've, they leave, they've cleaved and become one because the healthy couples I'm thinking of, they are one. The problem comes in is when marriage is your identity instead of you, God being your identity. Um, and a lot of people, that's their whole personality is being married. They're always talking about their spouse. They're always talking about the kids, how happy they are. In reality, you can see how miserable they are. And so when they're like, oh, you're not, you're still not married. And I'm like thinking you're still married because I wouldn't tolerate the stuff you're going through. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not, I do not support divorce, but if you're being abused, you need to get out. Like, seriously, that is so ridiculous to stay with somebody because your identity is, and being married, you've wrapped your identity in something that God never told you to be. And I can't wait to cleave to my husband. I can't wait to become one with another person who is also healthy, who's also doing the work, who also loves God. Um, And I have said it oftentimes, I want my husband to love God more than me. Because if you love God more than me, when I get on your nerves, you're still going to do what's right because you love God. A lot of people marry people who love them more than they love God. And then when they get into a jam and that person chooses, you know, to hit the high road and they're like, I don't know what happened. God was in the center of my marriage, but he never was. He might have been the center of your life, but it was not the center of your marriage because that person didn't love God more than he loved 
you or she loved you. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, I am a single person, but I've seen a lot and I have no children, but I've seen a lot. And I can tell you guys from my experience that a lot of these perfect couples you're seeing actually have a lot of problems under the surface and they're not telling or exposing that, you know, stop watching these reels. Stop watching people get into relationships if you're single and you're being discouraged. Stop watching these things. Stop listening to this. Stop buying the product that they're selling because they're selling you this perfectional, you know, we love each other. We're so perfect together. But in reality, they hate each other and they don't want anything to do with each other. And the reason why they're perpetrating is because they know that people who are single will buy what they're selling in droves because they think if I just do what these two people did, God will bring me a spouse. In reality, a spouse is not promised. We all hope, all of us who want to get married, we all hope there's a spouse for us. But in reality, there's no scripture <laughs> to, to, that says like you will definitely get married. And there's no promise of that. God wants us to be fruitful and multiply, but it's also your choice. So it, you could be like me who refuses to settle and honestly, it's going to take a miracle for me to get married. Like, I feel like that video with that lady. If God don't do it, it just won't get done. It's going to take a miracle. It's going to take a miracle for me to get married. Because these 2021 men, they just built different. They built like <laughs> the rotted fruit at the bottom of the barrel. And they are acting like they're that crisp perfect apple and in reality they're the bottom of the barrel the least um qualified to even be dating because they're not working on themselves they're spending their time smoking weed watching porn probably masturbating you know I hate to say it and be that blunt, but that that's probably the reality of it. They're not really waiting on God. They're just about to ruin someone and Y'all pray for us. If you're married and you, well, hey, even if you're single, pray for us. Pray for those of us who want to be married, like who want good, but who also want a good relationship because there's a difference. There's a lot of people who want to be married, but they don't care. They're just like, God, send me somebody who looks good on paper. I'll work out the rest. I don't want somebody who looks good on paper. I want someone who actually makes my heart skip a beat. (laughs) I want that type of you know what I mean? Like that type of love that's just like, it's rooted in, it's rooted and grounded in the word of God. It's that, that marriage ministry. And I don't mean like you start a ministry when you get married. I mean, like your ministry is to love each other and to usher each other into God's presence. That's what I want. And it's, I'm very specific in what I want. So, you know, I just, this to my future spouse, I will not make you listen to 30 minutes of me talking, (laughs) but if you want to, I mean, if you love my voice so much, (laughs) uh, but just kidding. But yeah, I, I refuse to settle to my future spouse. I refuse to settle. I refuse to um, get impatient and just make something happen just to have a ring, just to say I'm married, I'm engaged, you know, this is my fiance. 
I'm not going to be in relationships with some man. Meanwhile, meeting op- missing opportunities to meet you for 17 years because I, I just want to date until something happens. No, that's not going to be me. Like I'm not going for the foolishness. So I hope you're ready for everything that God has, has done in me because I am and I'm excited to live my life and have an adventure with you. I'm excited for you to meet my family and for me to meet yours and for us to become one. I'm excited to take your last name. And you know what? I am excited to cook for you. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of cleaning up behind adults, but I love to cook for other people. Um, that's one of my love languages. I can't wait to give you gifts that I have thought about. <laughs> I can't wait to, you know, just be your spouse. And I am, I'm ready. I'm ready to love someone else. And I think that's important because it's, it's one thing to be ready to be loved, but to be ready to love someone else is, is takes, it takes work. So I'm excited and I can't wait to meet you to my future spouse and please hurry up and come and get me like if you can just step on the gas a little bit because these dating streets are so ghetto and I need I need you to come on and rescue me out of these dating streets because it's terrible and I'm tired of having one more conversation with men that I'm not just gonna sleep with you um and we just met I just met you 10 minutes ago and we're not gonna sleep together I'm tired of going over that with men. So I need you to hurry up and come and get me out these dating streets because it is really hood. It is really ghetto and I'm not having any fun. (laughs) I mean, like the dates can sometimes be fun, but dating these men, these brews, rotten apples are terrible. It's, It's just terrible. And yeah, so And on a serious note, to those who are listening who may be single or who are just getting into a relationship or who maybe have been married, I hope that you be with someone or that you choose someone, even if that person is you, who loves you and who's going to want to see you get into God's presence even more and want to do something that glorifies the name of our Father instead of you just being with someone because you don't want to be alone. I pray that for you. I hope that for you. I hope that you take on a spirit of not settling for less from your spouse, even if you already have one. Um, It's never too late to change or to demand better. So, yeah, didn't didn't expect the time to go that quick, but that's it.